We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. To get the best blue light glasses on the market, use our URL felixgrayglasses.com backslash CMOS girlies. Non-prescription and prescription are available. Check them out now. felixgrayglasses.com slash CMOS girlies. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. felixgrayglasses.com slash CMOS girlies. Howdy CMOS girlies. Happy Tuesday. Kate and Emma are coming back with you today for another podcast episode about technology. Um, it's going to be a wild, 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 wild ride. Excuse me. I cannot speak. Um, how are you doing, Kate? Doing good. It's a Sunday. I feel like it's probably raining outside. It's always raining when we're podcasting now, I swear. Yeah. There's this gift that I should share in Geneva. So you guys know what I'm talking about where like over the summer, every intro, we'd be like, damn, it's hot outside. And there's like a a Portlandia gift, a uh, gift, gift, Jesus Christ. And now the theme is raining. It'll soon be, oh my God, it's so cold outside. So we're going to just make a subconscious to not talk about the weather. One thing I will be talking about is Taylor Swift. I'm sure there's a lot of CMS girlies that are Swifties, aren't Swifties, but if you are a Swiftie, it's a pretty big weekend. Now I have to admit, I'm not a folklore. I'm not an Evermore girly. Y'all can come from my throat. Those are like two of her recent releases. Yeah. I like just was a speak now person because I listened to it while I was in middle school. I learned to play guitar to the sweet speak now um, guitar book that I got like from this random guitar store and self-taught myself how to play some chords. Right. So it was very pivotal in my childhood growing up, adolescence, all that type of shit. So I have like fallen off the Taylor Swift bandwagon. Now I'm back, obviously. But when I was the day before Midnight's came out, I was on TikTok and I started getting like one video about like Taylor Swift's release. And then I interacted with the video. So my For You page was flooded 
with Taylor Swifty Swifty fanny girls and they were like having all these conspiracies about what this 3 a.m secret surprise was going to be like what midnights was going to be about like people were it was just crazy to see the Taylor Swift fan base and how insane they were they're like in the music video that was released five years ago in the third second of the video she has a blue scarf and then the blue scarf is going to be a new second album that comes out with Joe Jonas in it like people were making such stretches that I was like you guys need to run for office or something because your imagination is crazy that I maybe we could have flying cars if all the Swifties were in office because they were coming up with batshit stuff and the 3M surprise was just there were extra songs it wasn't like this whole like crazy you know thing but I've been listening to Taylor Swift this whole weekend and it's been great I've been like my I'm out of all the songs I'd have to say I'm in my mastermind era right now if the girls want to know karma of course is just a bop it's a great bop to city bike too I'm a big Lavender Hayes girly. And then the Lana song, obviously hilarious. It sounded like a fan edit that someone just like edited Lana's like vocals in the back because yeah, Taylor kind of did her dirty on that one. But that's been my news. I hope those who are enjoying have been enjoying. And I hope everyone else who is annoyed by the Swifties, like, yeah, it's we're that's the time of the year that the Swifties are back being annoying. So every sorry about year, that. Every year the Swifties get their moment. And yeah. you know what? so be it I listened to the album because I was like curious Lavender Haze is like a good song to listen to when you work out but yeah yeah I feel like the Taylor Swift conspiracy stuff always pops up on my Twitter page randomly I don't know why because I don't like interact with anyone from the Taylor Swift universe but yeah I like don't care like I <laughs> yeah. don't care about Taylor Swift at all well, I'm also sorry, you guys also another thing that's like I I really have to keep in perspective when I'm listening is that Taylor Swift is a millennial. This is not to offend any of our millennial listeners, but she has like a lyric that's about like a I the one that's fuck what song is it with the cat eye and I'm like, "Oh, yep, you're a millennial for that." Like you just look at the way she dresses and the way that she whenever she posts videos on TikTok, like she is so awkward on the application. I also don't know really her dating history now. I know she has a man now and it's like good, but I don't really track her personal life as much as the Swifties do these days. I just remember the speak now era, but um, yeah, people are being annoying online, myself included. So yeah, it's been a fun one for that. Um, I would love for you to talk about green beans and mustard, Emma. That would love. Okay. So this is our new hyperfixation combination. I don't know if well, I've been you know you've admitted that you had green beans on a salad or something um not with yeah. mustard but continue not with mustard okay yeah I've just been eating green beans and mustard and like ground beef because again I eat like a toxic male um but I was just going to talk about I thought you were also pairing it with mustard so I was like oh like Kate and I are both eating like some weird demented snack this is what it is like you guys should judge us but um so my- it's not it's like a combination that you should never probably have and there's not really a time when you would I feel like there's like people make like mustard green blah 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 like some like stupid bone up tea bullshit um but mustard goes well with everything and so that's been my combination just I eat frozen bags of green beans and mustard my combination with the green beans has been more of garlic and coconut aminos Mm, and then just a shit ton of nutritional yeast so I'm not hitting the mustard wave a little bit um I truly have been grocery shopping like a dumb fucking whore which we talked about yesterday like been having to go every day every other day because I just have not been buying enough product or like the wrong stuff or I'm like I'm out of almond butter and then the next day I'm out of cottage cheese and the next day I'm out of blueberries like it never aligns um so yeah that's been my only exciting food moment I've just been ravenously hungry and I just can't I'm just eating rotisserie chicken salad and then I'm just eating a potato and then I'm eating dessert after like I 
Well, grow and girl, I guess. Maybe I'll grow to be six three or something like that. Yeah, um, I tweeted that I'm in my no matter how much I eat, I'm still ravenous era. So girlies just be hungry and yeah it's like not triggering or anything I'm just like oh my god I just so many dishes that I'm constantly having to clean and so many you know thoughts of okay what should I eat next Next. and it's exhausting (laughs) I'm not even yeah no it's not even triggering it's the what should I eat next thought because I'm like if I know if I go back for a second serving of the same thing I want a different taste in my mouth, but I don't have anything else to make a taste of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're both ravenously hungry. I've entered my lifting era. I've wanted to enter this, but I just haven't wanted to spend money on a gym membership. And I know in the back of my head, Kate, you need to lift for running. You need to lift, you need to have muscle and strength and all that stuff. And I've done this stupid YouTube videos at home. I've done resistance band stuff. And I was like, fuck it. I just got to go to crunch fitness. And so I've been entering my crunch fitness era. It's a gym in New York. I've been booking it through class pass. Cause I'm still a little schmuck that doesn't want to get a gym membership. And I have a class pass thing. So I figured woohoo let's do it through class pass and yeah it's just funny to remember you know I've lifted when I played college volleyball and stuff but it's really funny to be like the only female in the gym just like female I think it's funny when girls say female like a a toxic pot male podcaster but the only girl in the gym it's just all straight dudes like I feel like if I was like wanting to I haven't used the squat rack yet because it's always been just flooded with bros that are like deadlifting and just doing a bunch of stuff but it's been good to lift so if you're a runner start lifting some weight not lifting little baby weight go lift heavy okay you're not gonna get bulky like we did an episode about that okay you're fine um the last subject for the intro is a kate and emma halloween escape plan which we can elaborate upon now this might be a whole podcast we are deciding Notoriously, Halloween in New York is a shit show. Um, If you don't live here, here's what it's like if you want to imagine it. Imagine the craziness, 8 million people in the city, baby. Imagine it dark outside. Imagine it a little brisk and cold. Imagine some of the streets shut off with barricades and cops everywhere because there's a Halloween parade. Imagine the drunkest man you know in a just crazy costume. And then imagine that times a million people just running around the city at night like clowns and stuff um if you're an introvert or just someone who doesn't want commotion halloween's gonna suck for you in the city thus emma and i have developed an escape plan nearly every single year of what are we gonna do to avoid i don't even remember what we did last year like was i even in new york for halloween last year like when when did it happen what did i do last year i was unfortunately with a man and i went out with him we dressed Mm -hmm. up and did that um that's awful yeah, it was sad. The year before that, though, <laughs> this was did, it was this Halloween fell on a Saturday, I think this year, or maybe this was two years ago. Yeah, I know it would have been two years ago because wouldn't that have been like COVID or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forget 2020, 21, but 2019 before the fall of the empire and america and everything you know um not the empire america has always been broken but like we went to beacon's closet in brooklyn we went to happy zoe and then it was halloween we just saw like all the you know during the daytime halloween is very nice you see all the children in their costumes in the park and then at night it gets a little fucking raucous we walked all the way over the williamsburg bridge came back to manhattan and we sat on a bench on delancey street outside of dr schmood which yeah, is this, like RIP. smoothie shop that does not exist anymore um it was giving like erewhon expensive smoothie vibes it just like no one was shopping there it was so expensive and we just sat on that bench and we're just watching people 
in their costumes. And that was when you lived in Hell's Kitchen. I lived in the West Village. And I remember the bane of my existence was trying to get back to my apartment because I lived on a block off from where the parade was. And so everything was barricaded. And I just remember I was walking home at night and I saw like someone with like snakes all over their body. Like that was, they just had like an anaconda on them. And I was like, I, this is scary. I need to go home. So comment below what comment below i never know what to say leave a comment in geneva what we should do for halloween should we podcast like it's gonna be messy yeah i feel like we'll probably have to do something quirky and random i do not want to be in the lower east side for halloween i feel like it'll be gnarly also halloween actually falls on a monday but i just know the weekend is going to go crazy because people probably aren't going to want to like you know party on a monday night but we'll probably do some random food moment. We'll keep you guys posted on what that looks like. I feel like it'd be fun to go to a steakhouse TBH, um, but TBD on that one. But yeah, I hate Halloween. I It's like my least favorite holiday and everyone thinks I'm a fucking like loser for that, but I don't really care. It's like a party, not a party. It's just a um holiday that you don't think adults need to celebrate it's just like another excuse to get drunk i'm like y'all already do that on the weekend so like what's the point um, costumes, you know yeah. i have facebook videos playing in the background um but yeah so that is my feelings about halloween but if you love dressing up and like being cute good for you yeah i love i love that y'all can put the effort into the costumes i think sometimes i like last year it was like a panic and i was like oh shit what could i pull together but there's some people i just feel like i started getting tiktok videos in september like here's three non-basic halloween costumes and i'm like whoa 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 we're already doing this like for like foreshadowing of like what halloween's gonna be um i think that could be fun i also think it'd be fun if we went uptown and like maybe there's some central park like children's activity like i would love to watch some kids in like a bumblebee costume but i watch kids that's funny let's watch kids i don't need to see some belligerent adults like yeah running around um so yeah let us know your views on halloween maybe we could get into some diy baking we could get some halloween candy yeah we could do that we're gonna have to find some meme formats for halloween that's something that i need to remember to do i remember you made the good one last year it was like watch they're putting watch stuff out. in your kids yeah candy. And then it was like a seed probiotic and said yeah. yeah that was a good one uh maybe we'll just reuse that one but then just put a different put some cottage cheese food in there um, i think cottage like cheese powder, cottage cheese would be funny like um, here's the thing we need to make one that's like about cottage cheese because i need the cottage cheese people to send us cottage cheese like the amount yeah, of cottage cool. cheese we're buying these days crazy crazy um to get into this episode if you tapped into this cheeky pod it's about technology um this how does this relate to wellness you may ask emfs 5g like it's kind of at the point i had last week where a lot of this wellness conversation among the kind of fringe communities people are kind of getting conspiratorial with it and like it's there's some stuff like this like I think the episode we did about COVID and like immunity like a long time ago had tinges of this but it's very interesting when people are like talking about 5G because it seems like something Alex Jones talks about on his podcast like crazy the government's controlling us with microchips but then you you go on like the wellness girly blogs and they have tints of this too so i just think it's an interesting like trend to kind of watch over the next few years because i'm curious with it doesn't seem like technology is going away from our lives anytime soon so people are still gonna continue to have the conversation about like emfs and if it's dangerous and whatnot yeah this is truthfully like a subject that i pay no attention to for my own personal health but i figured as a woman 
who has a podcast about health and wellness, I should know about this. So yeah, let's get into the episode. Yeah, let's get into it. Like, comment, subscribe, and welcome to episode whatever number this is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, CMOS Grillies, we have to tell you all about our favorite new plant-based protein powder by Sprout Living. They're so delicious, so clean, and really much more than just your standard protein powder. Now, what really makes them different is that they avoid a lot of the unnecessary additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural flavoring, which isn't really natural at all. Instead, they only use real, whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is great because it makes the blends multifunctional. Their Epic Protein Pro Collagen Blend, for example, also contains ingredients that help boost the body's own natural production of collagen. How cool is that? They have tons of different flavors. There's truly something for everyone to love. Check them out and use the code CMOSGRILLIES for 20% off your order. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, CMOS girlies. We know you spend hours scrolling and liking our memes on your phones. Hey, Emma, have you heard about the dangers of blue light? Oh, girl, am I aware? From the headaches to the blurry vision, I am a victim of blue light. Did you know that exposure to blue light at night can lower the production of melatonin, the hormone that regulates sleep? 
Even though your girlies take your magnesium before bed, we suggest you check out Felix Gray lenses to help with blue light exposure. Kate and I are wearing our glasses as we, as we record this ad because the Felix Gray lenses filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough on the eyes. To get the best blue light glasses on the market, use our URL, felixgrayglasses.com slash cmosgirlies. Non-prescription and prescription are available. Check them out now, felixgrayglasses.com slash cmosgirlies. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges felixgrayglasses.com slash cmosgirlies. All right, let's get into all the crazy tech stuff that you may know nothing about. To start it off, we're going to start with EMFs. I feel like this is the phrase I see tossed around quite often that I have no idea about. Um, When I started doing research about this, I got vague memories of like middle school science class when you learn about like the electromagnetic like radiation and you draw the rainbow, like what's a UV ray versus a Uh, all that stuff. So if you're more versed in the sciences, this probably makes a lot of sense to you cognitively, but for me, it doesn't really stick. So I'll give you the the noodle brain intro into EMFs and how it relates to wellness. So definition speaking, an EMF is an area of moving electrical charges. Some EMFs, including those with ionizing radiation, can be harmful. Okay, that makes sense, right? EMFs have always been around since the beginning of time as we've received natural EMFs from the sun and the earth itself. So they're not some new like crazy tech thing that are entering our world. For most people, your exposure to EMFs occurs on a daily basis because there's fields virtually everywhere. There are cell phones, there are laptops, there are microwaves, Wi-Fi routers, and 90% of the population relies on electricity. So that's going to be the majority of us. And if you're listening to this podcast, you have an EMF right there with your cell phone. So there's a di- there's a lot of disagreement on how harmful EMFs are. For example, um, the International Agency for Research on Cancer, which is a part of the World Health organization which operates inside of the United Nations has classified non-ionizing EMFs in the range group 2B as a possible human carcinogen. These fields are produced by electronic products like cell phones, smart devices, and tablets. But the research is still not strong enough in case studies to say that cell phone usage alone is like a direct linkage to cancer. So it's people are like hypothesizing that like maybe because we have all of this electricity around us all the time, it could be bad. You know, that's kind of the vague idea that these organizations have. And, you know, the World Health Organization is inside of the United Nations. This is not like QAnon speaking, like this is a accredited body out there. So to get into radiation more generally, um, you know, our parents, if you're probably this age that I'm thinking of, probably have heard more about like Cold War era and like the fear of like nuclear war and like all the fear mongering in that period versus us who like haven't really grown up with that knowledge. But radiation generally, low frequency radiation is non-ionizing means that it can't change molecular structure or damage your cells, which the FDA like states. And like, if you wanted to go on a rabbit hole about radiation on the FDA's website, like that's a good place to go. But, um, you know, more harmful rays of radiation, like ultraviolet rays from the sun and x-rays can do other stuff to your body. But these high frequency rays can damage your cells. And that's why you wear like protective gear when you're getting an x-ray for an x-ray, for an example, those like big heavy smock things at the dentist, or if you're undergoing surgery or like an x-ray, like I said, or an MRI, 
You also wear sunscreen outside um, before spending time outside, or at least you should if you aren't doing it right now. Um, but the difference between like low versus high frequency EMF is like high is going to be the dangerous one that will damage your DNA and your cells. An interesting area that research has been going around is like workers and like which, you know, groups that are exposed to like high EMF like uh, regions and stuff. Like if they're exposed to high EMFs, what's going to be the health outcome of that? So workers that have been exposed to high magnetic fields are going to be those that work near electrical systems or if they use a lot of electric power. So if they're working on like large engines and like electric motors or generators or like electric cables of a building like they've wanted to do more case studies on like these specific groups of workers versus just kind of like randomly polling general population and emf exposure level like how is this enforced when it comes to like government it's enforced at like the global level the national level and the local level it's kind of this like patchwork like schema that are done by multiple organizations depending on where you live in the united states there's in the united states in the united states um there's no federal restrictions on overall emf exposure but very few you know most states have issued their own restrictions on it like very few are like not going to do anything about it the standards on for electronic devices particularly are going to be set by the fda um, the fcc sets exposure limits on cell phones and cell phone towers and the fcc also kind of deals with the stuff that is like what is the safe level of human exposure to radio frequency energy so that's to say like i think there's a lot of conspiracy around the idea of like the government isn't protecting us. Like we have so much phones and like, you need to unplug and stuff. Like this is another point I would say in the wellness conversation, kind of parallel to like water quality or like food purity and like quote clean eating where like we live in a society, like you can't do that much. You know, you can try to clean up quote, I'm using clean in quotes. Um, you can try to clean up your diet and get rid of the pesticides and get rid of like endocrine receptors and get rid of toxins and all that type of stuff. Like go buy something to like detoxify your household and detoxify your shower. But at the end of the day, like the reason that there are toxins present is because of the government. It's because of like what we haven't been doing to prevent this. And it goes on a class divide of like socioeconomic status of like rich people are going to be able to buy the fancy water filters. Rich people are going to be able to buy, like, let's say we do come out with studies in 10 years that say EMFs are really bad for you. Like, we need to start regulating them. The government can't give us health care in the United States. Like, they are not going to be able to give us, like, EMF devices and stuff like that. Who's going to be able to get them? Rich people that have extra income to get it. So that's, like, why this area is, like, not that sexy and interesting to me personally. Because, like, our government already can't give us jack shit. So, like... It's kind of like if you want to opt in to do all this like EMF like safety stuff, like good on you that you want to do that, but it's just like not accessible to a lot of people. Um, and that kind of gets into like this conspiratorial side of it. Like, I don't know how much of you, like how many CMOS girlies, for example, are kind of see like the MLM kind of like snake oil type stuff in the wellness space. But basically when it comes to EMFs, there's something called like home protection devices. Um, there's a really interesting, like there's a lot of literature on this. And when I say literature, I mean like shitty books that somehow got published by like random fucking people or like PDFs or guides online or like blog posts. Um, and there's like a lot of stuff like, for example, different crystals that you can use to protect yourself against EMFs. Um, and the one quote that I thought was interesting from this like 
PDF book thing I was reading like for a little bit before I was like, oh my God. Um, here's the quote. It says, from appliances, televisions, and computers to Wi-Fi and 4G and 5G cellular networks. In our modern world, we are surrounded by electromagnetic fields. As the digital age rushes forward, we need to be aware of the increased exposure that we are enduring every day. And the sneaky consequences of this exposure can cause to all of us and our living organisms around us. Like, that is just like goofy like that's so goofy to me like that that um is a total part of like the wellness space and just kind of generally people are worried about that and like what's the approach like not look for a government to make like stricter strand standards it's like this very isolated individualistic thing of like i'm gonna go buy all these crystals and like do my own shit like i don't care if anyone else in my building has bad emf i just want to make sure like i have mine yeah um so basically the health risks of emfs are very inconclusive but people think that maybe if we get more research or like more years of us using all this technology it could be linked to cancer it could be linked to infertility and insomnia but we don't have enough data yet girlies yeah the crystals that's insane that quote sneaky consequences like hilarious um next we're gonna talk about blue light which i'm sure everyone probably is somewhat familiar with i swear to god every single health and wellness podcast has some sort of blue light blocking glasses podcast ad us included we got the felix um i sometimes wear mine so if you're out on the market some blue light blocking glasses we got a code for you we got a discount you know the whole thing um but blue light this is also one thing again i have not really paid attention to i'm like okay i have technology like i there's no way for me to avoid it like so be it if the blue light rays are shining into my eyeballs and like killing my eyes then like so be it like if that's how i'm supposed to die that's how i'm supposed to die um but okay so what is blue light because again i like don't know jack shit So it's also known as high energy light and blue light is a color in the visible light spectrum that can be seen by human eyes. And so blue light is actually a short wavelength, meaning it produces higher amounts of energy because short, the shorter the wavelength, the greater the energy. And so our eyes actually do not have the ability to filter out blue light. So more light is able to pass through the retina. And there's been, you know, various studies that suggest over time an exposure to blue light could cause long-term damage, which I'll get into in a second. But one important thing to note is that like not all blue light is bad. Like I'm sure if you see any TikTok, someone's just going to tell you all the bad negative things about blue light, but there's a difference between natural and artificial blue light. So like blue light has been around, you know, since like God created, you know, the universe. Um, So natural blue light is outside. It's the light from the sun that travels through the atmosphere and short light energy blue wavelengths collide with air molecules, which cause blue light to basically scatter all around. This is what makes the sky blue. And so in this form, we use the blue light from the sun to help regulate our circadian rhythm. There's also like just so many benefits that come from blue light in this manner, because during the daytime, blue light can help with attention, mood, reaction time, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't until like the development of artificial lighting that you know, we didn't have to really worry about these like negative consequences of blue light. That's mainly because like humans spent much of the evening in darkness. And now with artificial light and technology, the exposure to blue light into the leading into the evening has like led to multiple consequences because it can mess up with your circadian rhythm, which we'll get into in a minute. But what are these artificial sources? Really any type of technological device that you have. So your cell phone, laptop, even led lights, you name it, you have it. That's blue light. 
But what exactly makes blue light bad? So again, being like a short wavelength, blue light flickers more easily than longer, weaker wavelengths. And this kind of flickering creates a glare that can reduce visual contrast and affect sharpness and clarity. And so this flickering that occurs with blue light can be like the reason for a lot of eye strain, or at least that's like what's tied to like what causes it or like the headaches and fatigue from sitting in front of a screen for too long. I, this is something I experienced like almost on the daily. I'm sure anyone who's a chronic e-girl also experiences some sort of fatigue. Um, and it's really because again, like our eyes just already struggle with filtering blue light from the sun. So you add like all the blue light that you're getting from electronics that you're staring at for, you know, multiple hours at a time. And just this prolonged exposure can lead to things such as like age-related macular degeneration, which can lead to loss of vision. It can fuck up your sleep, all the fun things. And so how blue light affects our sleep basically is that exposure and I can lead to a lower production of melatonin, which is the key hormone for regulating sleep. And Harvard researchers actually conducted an experiment comparing the effects of 6.5 hours of exposure to blue light versus the exposure to green light at the same comparable brightnesses. And they found that the blue light suppressed melatonin for about twice as long as the green light and shifted circadian rhythms by twice as much. So three hours versus 1.5 hours. So there is like, you know, large evidence to show that blue light can mess up your circadian rhythms and also suppress melatonin, but then also blue light and vision loss, which I feel like is something that I don't really think about because again, like I'm not at the point where I have to worry about vision loss for a very long time. And I think like, this is something that a lot of people that are young probably don't think about preventative health. And, you know, I think Kate and I have done a lot of talk about, you know, how to protect your brain and heart, et cetera, for, you know, as you age, you don't have to worry about having like osteoporosis or, you know, having some sort of like mental decline. And I think also like vision loss is something that we should all probably take into consideration because it would be like, you know, cool to see until the day I die, but there's growing potential evidence that prolonged exposure can cause a destruction to cells in the center of the retina. And this is because the retina can be harmed by high energy, visible radiation of blue light that penetrates the macular pigment that is found in our eye. And so a law, a low, excuse me, macular pigment density may represent a risk factor for age-related generation by permitting greater blue light damage to the retina. So you're probably thinking, oh shit, I look at a computer screen like all day. Like, am I just going to like lose my vision? Like the likelihood of like this actually occurring to a large percent of the population is like not significant. And also it's just like natural to like not have the best eyesight as you age. But also I think it'll be interesting because again, like we're Gen Z I'm speaking about was kind of like the first generation to like literally be born into like technology. So we'll really start to see more of like the actual significant effects of technology in our generation once we get to that age. But if you're curious about how you can protect yourself from blue light, one of the big things is that you can wear blue light blocking glasses while working, just avoiding or reducing screen time before bed two to three hours. This is something that I fucking suck at. And just like really focus on getting like natural blue light during the day from outside. And then again, like when you're inside on your computer, like maybe take a break every two hours or just like reduce your time, you know, throughout the night. Again, it's like one of those things I think with this entire episode, it's like, yeah, you can do as many things as possible from like an individual, you know, standpoint. But again, all this is like so ingrained in our society that you kind of can't live without it. And so it's kind of like you just have to unfortunately accept it for what it is. And just like not freak out about it. And, you know, the things that you can do, just like do that, but like, don't freak out that like, you know, if you're unable to do more, um, yeah, next, I think adding on to that, 
I feel like a good way to think about this episode relation to your own habits, like when it comes to how much you can control and like what you can't, I would say focus on this based on what symptoms of like health issues you have. Do you always feel like you get bad sleep? Maybe it's linked to your phone. Maybe it's linked to the fact that you like don't have a good wind down routine or you're like stressed before bed. Maybe you should journal and like take a bath or something like that. Um, I personally don't feel like I get headaches from my phone. Like I maybe I'm like, like I was saying, all of us Gen Z have grown up with phones that were like used to it in some way. And I have internal brain disease that I don't know about yet. But I think focus on like, do you, does your head hurt before bed? Like when you are on your phone? Okay, go and change that. Um, do you notice at work you get really like cranky at a certain point? Like what's a habit you could replace during that part of day when you do feel like you're affected by technology? So yeah, because like you can't just tell your boss like, hey, sorry, don't want to be on the computer today. Like it's kind of useless, but yeah, like do what you can. Exactly. Um, I also want to touch about 5G. This is one conspiracy theory that I really did not keep up with when it blew up. Um, I read a good article when I say read, I like skimmed it because it was like a million words. I was like, I don't care enough to read this full thing, (laughs) but it's called the great 5G conspiracy from the Atlantic. It, you know, interviews a lot of people kind of talks a lot about, you know, 5G and like everyone's relationship with it, yada, yada, yada. Um, and so really the obsession and concern about 5G rolled out the same time as the pandemic. So I think this is like when again, like 5G was starting to become a thing. Um, and I think one thing to note is that like people have been concerned about different technologies throughout history, whether that's like television, hair dryers, microwaves, etc. And so each device people have feared has been different but like I think the general fear has been the same is that like radiation is going to kill us and I think again just like any type of new technology there's gonna come like a little bit of like hesitancy of being like what is this and I feel like older generations especially act like that like for Gen Z I feel like none of us give a fuck of like any type of like privacy data type thing I'm like like Facebook knows everything about me like what am I gonna do um And the World Health Organization has noted decades of research, and they really have found no significant health risk from low-level electromagnetic fields. But, you know, scientists have still been curious about this possible link between cancer and wireless tech. So too long didn't read, basically 5G, we're probably fine. But there have been like countless activists that have tried to put a halt on the 5G rollout, and actually these activist groups have been somewhat successful. So in April of 2019, Brussels actually stopped working on its 5G network altogether. And a few cities and towns in Northern California have passed ordinances to curb 5G deployment. So it's just like very interesting that there's like, you know, people across the board and it like includes, you know, politicians, celebrities, you know, climate change activists, and, you know, other people that have like really been like so anti 5G. And I feel like if you were to even ask them, like, what even is 5G, they probably wouldn't even be able to fully explain it. Um, And I feel like a lot of people's fears are probably tied more to like, they don't like the idea of like, you know, the government controlling us and like privacy, etc. But like, they also kind of tie a little bit of like health in, I think. Um, But Current wireless technology right now uses fields in the microwave range, and the FCC sets limits to radio frequency exposure from cell phones well well below the line at which we would expect heating to happen in human tissue. And so a lot of people kind of freak out about 5G because they feel like basically the radio frequency that it operates at would, you know, reach the point where essentially it could cause heating to human tissue. And 5G is like the fifth generation of technology. And this is the standard for cellular networks and basically it's to increase speed and whatnot. And so with 5G, obviously the radio frequency is higher than 4G or 3G because it's just like an update on whatever the previous 
generation technology was before that. And in human tissues, ionizing radiation at high enough doses is associated with potential increases in cancer, typically skin cancer from the ultraviolet energy and sunlight. And the one thing to note is that the highest frequency that 5G typically will operate is between 24 and 52 um, gigahertz. And the frequency that they've done research on in which electromagnetic radiation starts to ionize and became, becomes dangerous and can you know heat human tissue is more about like 3 million gigahertz mark. So nowhere close to 5G. I could get into more and more about the conspiracies, but like we're not a conspiracy podcast. So I don't think it's like necessary to like speak about that. If you like are curious, go down the Reddit ho- rabbit holes. Um, but technically, you know, like we are fine. And again, it's like too early to know what will happen to us. But again, like, yeah, you can't escape it and you should just be probably more concerned about like data and privacy than like getting cancer. Cause again, like the likelihood of that actually happening is so slim. Well, like it's the same kind of argument or like idea that Emma and I could do everything like wear pollution related skincare. We live in New York city. Yeah. I walk outside the door and I'm getting so much pollution every single fucking day. So like you only can do so much and like emma said yeah the data privacy stuff is definitely more of a concern of like your like mobility like your economic mobility your happiness like your control of your own life is like related to privacy not like some weird 5g freak out yeah and i also think like if 5g or any type of this like emf stuff is like your biggest concern i feel like that's a privilege that that's like what you're most concerned about because there are so many other issues that are way more important right now that like most people have to deal with on like a daily basis that like well it's also you're not worrying about any of that stuff then like you're in a good spot and i'm sure like you probably have the resources to quote unquote like protect you from whatever radio frequent you know wavelengths you're concerned about well it is interesting because the people that are very interested in 5g from like the QAnon angle like it's kind of the idea of these people quote vote against their interests like why would people in the middle of america vote for trump ah that makes no sense like he's not going to help them out and give them social safety nets a lot of the times people believe in conspiracy because there's nothing else to believe in politicians have failed them private companies have failed them their their company that they work for has failed them like the america that they saw 50 years ago doesn't exist like a lot of them are like racist freaks and just like don't like the way that america has changed and since then and like inclusion and diver- inclusion and diversity etc and i feel like the reason people fall down these rabbit holes is because they want one thing to explain the whole world for them like yeah. people are religious some people are into their health and wellness and some people are maybe into 5g because they need a way to map out the world and yeah it's just always interesting I know there's a really good documentary about QAnon that I should watch, but I don't have streaming services. So that's been like my, my cop out of not watching it because it's very interesting how someone goes from being like someone, you know, to then like you talk to them and then you start like, oh my God, how did they get into QAnon? Like, what is that shift? How does it happen overnight? Like, what's the recruiting strategy? It's very interesting to see. Yeah. Because like we said, tech's not going away. I just wonder how many more people are going to like believe in that type of shit but to round out this episode let's talk about microwaves i feel like this i see the air one girlies even fear-mongering about like my microwave's gonna kill me i need to like get away from it okay guys so basic basic and once again i'm not good at science here so if you want to learn from a scientist definitely go learn from one but from my critical thinking skills i've come to the conclusion of these things Microwave ovens produce electromagnetic radiation, okay? You might hear the word radiation and say, oh my god, that's scary, such a negative connotation. However, this is not the type of radiation associated with atomic bombs and or nuclear disasters. Overall, microwave ovens are considered to be pretty safe if you use them correctly. 
People have experienced burns and other injuries from microwave radiation and superheating, but this mostly comes from consumer misuse. Microwave ovens operate at very high power levels, but they have shields to reduce the leakage of radiation outside the oven to almost nothing. So if you are standing next to your microwave and while it is like heating up something, you're not going to get radiation. Okay. The FDA also limits the amount that microwaves that like an oven can leak in its lifetime to being about five milliwatts per square centimeter, measured to about two inches away. So the FDA says that this limit is far beyond, you know, a level known to harm people. Microwave ovens also have to go rigorous safety analysis before they go to market. Um, The safety features have to prevent you know, the generation of microbes if the door is open. They test these ovens in a lab to make sure the standards are met. All ovens in the U.S. must also have a label stating that they meet this safety standard. Some reasons why people are against microwaves. Let's get into it, shall we? So first being the food doesn't taste good. Um, There's a lot of people saying, oh, my like potatoes don't taste good. My broccoli doesn't taste the same. Okay, anytime you cook a food, it's going to change the nutritional quality of food. So maybe it's just your preference that you don't like the the way that microwaves make your food taste. Maybe the oven is your friend on that one. I don't know. Next, releasing radiation. I'm getting all this radiation in my food. No, it doesn't make your food radioactive. Um, you know, people have like these wild stories of like being microwave blood transfusions, like patients dying and babies being injured from like microwave breast milk. But th- there's also a lot of things you shouldn't be doing in your microwave. One of them, let's not put plastic in the microwave and heat it up. Uh, I feel like we've learned that as kids, but maybe we didn't. Um, that can fuck you up. Correct. Like you should not do that. Uh Another reason or rationale against microwaves is that it destroys the nutrients in my food. My food is just becoming toxic. Okay, anytime you heat up food, that is going to degrade some nutrients like vitamin C, for example. But at the same time, it's making other nutrients more bioavailable in your body. For example, the antioxidant lycopene, which is found in tomatoes. This makes the perfect case that you should eat both raw and cooked foods in your diet. You shouldn't go down the raw till four rabbit hole because you think microwaves are going to fucking kill you. Okay, it's they're not. Depends on the food that you're putting in the microwave and like, oh, I'm going to lose nutrients. No. A 2010 study found that if you microwave Brussels sprouts, as an example, it actually increased the content of the antioxidant plant compounds called polyphenols, which I'm sure all the sea girlies know. It increased it in Brussels sprouts by 90%, but... When they microwave broccoli, it actually reduced the polyphenols by 67%. So that's just to say that food is all different, girls and boys and everyone else, that you're not going to not reap the benefits if you're using a microwave. Microwaves are not giving you radiation. It's not going to kill you. Like, it. I just, I think it's really crazy when people go in this conspiracy rabbit hole of like, you know, I don't trust the government a lot too, right? We all have our different reasons, but yeah like when you think okay here's an example you know when they always say like if you're at a party and there's a drink there or let's say someone makes you a drink and doesn't make one for themselves you should be suspect of that why because they could put something in there right there's all those stories in like the ancient times when they would say like two people be trying to kill one another and then one person would poison the drink and then they wouldn't have one for themselves or something like that if the the wealthiest people in America and just like the richest, powerful, most people in America are using microwaves. Don't you think they're safe 
don't like that's the same thing with smartphones and technology guys everyone who's in power is strapped up to these things like do you think that these people would be putting something that is so like negligible or just bad for you like i i don't get it and i know a lot of people have the conspiracies about like you know everyone in government is corrupt and hillary clinton and donald trump are all in bed together i don't know just like if they're doing the same they're using these products why the fuck it just doesn't logically make sense to me, right? Someone, if you're if you're someone that's like anti microwave, like thinks phones are gonna kill us, like please, like let me know the logic behind that one. Yeah, I would love to know too. Um, I don't have a microwave, but it's not because I'm scared of <laughs> this type of stuff. It's because my apartment didn't come with microwaves, and microwaves are goddamn expensive. I was looking at one today because I'm kind of like I'm tired of like having to cook everything in my oven or like on the stove. Like I am very tired of it. I did buy a rice cooker today though. Nice. Um, so I was like, I eat a lot of rice the way it turns out on my stove. I'm sorry. I've tried a million times, but it just, it does not, it does not work for me. It's probably the pot that I have. Um, but yeah, I don't have a microwave and it sucks. And I wish I had a microwave. So people who were complaining about microwaves, you were lucky to have a microwave. Right. Right. You're lucky to have the little thing. Yeah. I, I feel like microwaves are chill i just i didn't know that there was like that much of a stint against microwaves yeah i mean i always know i feel like moms always are like don't stare at the microwave or you're gonna like kill your eyes i'm like true you're probably like killing brain cells like staring directly into the microwave yeah i feel like this whole episode is kind of the thing where they're like you're more likely to die in a car crash than you are in a plane crash but people feel like they're more safe in a car than they are in a plane like people think microwaves are gonna kill you it's like you're probably just gonna I don't know. I'm not going to give anyone illusions of death or anything, but like <laughs> there's definitely other things that could kill you versus that. You you using a dull knife, maybe you go sharpen your knives. Sharpen your knives, maybe like clean the straw in your water bottle that probably has mold in it. I did that today. Yeah. I have a water bottle with a straw in it now. And, I like, did that with a stasher bag the other day. Yeah, like girls, girls, think about all the, the messy gremlin girl things you do. Go fix those before you get freaked out about microwaves, okay? Yeah. In your own backyard. God. Okay. Well, another Sunday night for us gremlins. Um, TBD on our weird Halloween bender. We'll see about that one. Um, I have no other notes besides I'm going to take some magnesium and try not to go to bed at 9 p.m. like I have the past two nights because I wake up so fucking early. Yeah. Um, I went to bed at like 8 p.m. on Friday and I've woken up at like 5 a.m. the past two days. So love treating the weekends like it's a weekday. Um, I'm going to drink some magnesium as well and do my skincare routine. Maybe I'll like wash on my face as yeah. a thing to do. I haven't done that in a moment. I did that like a few nights ago and I feel like it works for 30 seconds after I wash out and then I'm then it's gone. I don't I don't I don't feel the long-term effects of it. You got to be consistency is key, my dude. I'm going to try to paint my nails. Yesterday I did it and I spilled it all over my bed sheets and I can't get it out. Fucking Kate Glavin tragedy. There was one Kate Glavin nail polish incident. I remember. 2019 when I first moved into this apartment, I put nail polish on top of a shelf in my bathtub in a box. All of my nail polishes. There's probably like 20 plus, right? They all fall off this high up shelf onto my floor and nail polish proceeds to splatter in a million directions all over my toilet, all over my bathtub, all over my floor. It's just smelling like fumes. And of course, the only way you can get out nail polish is with nail polish remover. So it's just like that day I ingested so much acetone and yeah, I just am really notoriously a failure when I paint my nails. So I'm going to see if I can do it again tonight, but probably not. 
Best of luck. Um, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed the pod. We'll see you on the meme page and we'll chat with y'all next week. Thank you, CMS Girlies. We'll see you then. Bye. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-Month Emergency Food Kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com